When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to Clash of the Titles, the podcast that pits two movies with loads in common in a fight to the death to see which one comes out victorious this week in the red corner. Who knew moving a police precinct could be so much bother? Well, it can, as poor Lieutenant Bishop finds out after hordes of members from the terrifying gang Street Thunder lay siege to the skeleton crew working there. Also, a lesson to parents, never let your kids buy ice cream alone. From 1976, there's an assault on Precinct 13. While in the blue corner, there's bad gigs and then there's bad gigs as hardcore punk band The Ain't Rights find out when they decide to play in a venue full of neo-Nazis. We've all heard the phrase dying on stage, but this lot could find themselves dying in 2015's Green Room. Freeze! This is the police. Drop your weapons and place your hands above your heads. On Saturday, six members of the gang known as Street Thunder were ambushed by the police. On Sunday, Cholo. the warlords of Street Thunder swore a blood oath to avenge their dead. For the gang called Street Thunder, it is a day of vengeance. It's war. Okay, I'm with the Eight Rights from Washington, D.C. You guys are hard to find. Why no social media presence? The music is shared live. It's time and aggression. You gotta be there. Sorry, guys. Gotta clear up. Follow me. And then it's over. So it's a siege sucker punch this week, but which film is better? Let's find out together. Welcome to Clash of the Titles. Clash Potters. Hey, I want a vanilla twist. I'm Alex Zane. <laughs> I'm Vicky Crompton. I'm Chris. Oh my God. Oh my God. We'll talk about it. Oh my God. Rarely happens. So, welcome to part one of Assault and Precinct 13 versus Green Room. If you're new to the show, this is how it works. We're going to be doing Assault today and Green Room on Thursday, at which point we will declare which is the better film. I was saying this to V earlier and she disagrees before you got here, Chris. Close one this week, in my opinion. Very close. Yeah, I think so. I would, oh, I would say. I've, I've missed something. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh. Never mind. Why is it called Assault on Precinct 13? Great. Yeah, we'll get into that. <laughs> I, I Actually, I can answer that question. Okay. but uh, I was going to look it up and then I could not be bothered. Yeah. Yeah, because I did the research after watching the movie, so I spent the movie going, is this something? Am I- <laughs> Isn't it nice? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, the clue Chris gave on last week's show was... Uh, siege mentality, uh, and you followed it up on Twitter. I didn't know you didn't because you were at a wedding in Austin. I was on a plane. On a plane, okay. To Austin, though, I got that bit right. <laughs> no, I was coming back from right. Austin. Okay, there was a plane involved, and the word Austin. Great. So your guesses laid siege to our Twitter, where we at ClashPod, also on Instagram and TikTok at ClashPod, uh, and this hasn't happened for a while. But guess what, Chris? Uh, was it one? Yeah, we oh, had one. Oh, correct. Lovely. Yes, lovely. Which means what? 
We the clue was good. The clue was perfect. good. It was perfect. It was literally the best thing we could have done. Uh, so congratulations to our winner this week with the first and only correct guest, long-time listener, Robert Farley. Your prize this week, Robert, is free tickets to see Cowcatcher in the backwoods of Oregon. I've heard really good things about them, and the lead singer will be doing a meet and greet afterwards backstage. Have fun. And if you haven't done your homework for Thursday, that will mean nothing yet. Connection section. Trapped in a place surrounded by bad people. Uh, Broken arms. Stabbed arms. That's it. (laughs) Sieges. Yeah. Teaming up with your enemy during a siege. Mm. Uh, Ineffectual Mm. cops. Yeah, oh yeah, that was going to be my other clue. This is crap. Yeah, yeah, really crap. <laughs> sure, we'll just take your word for it. The ones in Assault and Precinct 13, one of, them, one of them's not a crap cop. He goes, shall we check by that precinct? And then one goes, no. And he goes, why? And he goes, nah. nah. <laughs> but why? Nah. <laughs> uh, right then, that'll do us. On Thursday, Vicky will be enjoying a gig outside of Portland, which means today I'm in LA buying ice cream. Let me take you on a journey. Lieutenant Bishop starts his day with a smile on his face and a spring in his step until he's given the tedious job of watching over a shut-down police precinct. I want to say 13, but I'm pretty sure his police captain says it's Precinct 9. Anyway, questions already start filling your mind. Why has Bishop been given this suspicious task? Does it have something to do with the slaying of the six of the cast of the Warriors by the officers (laughs) at that station? Is Bishop the fall guy? Questions, as it turns out, will will never be answered. That I'm just making up my own subplot. Instead, the warriors gun down a little girl and teach us all a valuable lesson of not sending food back if they get your order wrong. (laughs) But when grieving Dad Lawson leaves the body of his daughter on the street (laughs) to exact revenge, he starts a chain of events that leave Bishop and co fighting for their lives as the rest of the warriors lay siege to Precinct 9. (laughs) And Julie, we hardly knew you. Class Potters, for your consideration, Assault on Precinct 9. Julie's an idiot. <laughs> she says one bad thing. She's freaking out. She doesn't mean it. She's just like, chuck the, chuck the grieving Hint, dad out straight there. straight away. Yeah, it's like, well, you've just signed your death warrant, Julie. <laughs> women, eh? I know, especially in this. Very different kinds of women, though. Mm. What's the other woman called? What's the other one Lee. called? Lee. Lee. I'll What's tell you about her Lee? deal. Yeah, well, there's a reason for the way Lee is. The way she is. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. I quite like Lee. I do too. Actually. Yeah, yeah. She's good. She took a while for me to get used. To. I was like, "You sultry lady, what's yeah. this about?" But Lee then it was hot as. Gets shot in the arm and yeah. doesn't flinch. No. She just goes and. <laughs> And what? The flirting later is just God tier <laughs> flirting. It's fantastic. What do you mean? They're in love. Yeah, oh yeah, of course they are. They're in love. He can't leave. Uh, so, individual histories with this movie. Chris. Uh, I watched this when I was about 15, going through all my all the John Carpenter movies in a row, and I just remember thinking after the little girl gets shot to death, <laughs> are you allowed to do that in a film? No. Does this happen? <laughs> Is this normal? Mm. And it's stuck with me ever since. Uh, so yeah, my I, en- I enjoyed it at the time, but my takeaway was, wow, I can't believe they did that. Uh, Napoleon Wilson is very cool <laughs> and that music is even cooler. Oh, I love that music. Also, well, that music was on, it was, there was a video game at the time. Is that what? So yeah, it yeah. It comes on, I was like, that's, that's yeah, it, but the, this is the bad version. The Bitmap Brothers made a video game called Xenon 2 right. and they nicked this music. Is that what I'm thinking Yeah, of? yeah. They made, faster, they made, yes. yeah, they made a, a slightly different version of it, which yeah. is very cool. yeah in 8-bit sort of music sound but like yeah. Um, yeah that's what I'm thinking that's of. what you're probably thinking it, that of. was doing my head I, the internet didn't help me I only looked for a second uh, and just to show you where I was at musically around the time we were playing video games the Bitmap Brothers also did a wicked cover on their game Magic Pockets of Betty Boo I'm Doing the Do <laughs> which is great they just nicked everything up. brilliant it's a Mark Parsons VHS. I know it was. Yes. I knew this was coming up. I remember seeing it in black marker pen on the shelf. Yeah, and his silly handwriting, his rubbish handwriting. So that means I've seen it one time, right. but I would have been stoned. And so I don't remember anything. And it is quite hard to follow if you are a little bit tired. Yeah, 
so that's my story as well. I was at uni. Well, I just dropped out of uni, so I was living in a room in Camden uh, with no money in 1999, and I made friends with a guy who ran Film Nights with a K on Camden High Street, uh, who turned out was in menswear, the band that I loved as a kid. Anyway, he gave me free VHSs. This was one of the ones I wanted to see, but I, I don't really remember it. I think I'd have remembered the little girl bit, yeah. but no, mm. no. So this was very much almost a first watch yeah. for me. Right then, I'll tell you a little bit about this movie. So after John Carpenter made Dark Star, and for any more on Dark Star, <laughs> please see. Uh, I think it was our second episode, Dark Star versus what? What V? What goes with Dark Star? Galaxy Quest That's does. Right, of course it does. It's a heritage episode. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, he wanted to make. A big Howard Hawks-style Western, uh, like Rio Bravo. Yeah, John Carpenter does like Howard Hawks. I looked at his top ten films of all time in Sight and Sounds poll. Four of them are <laughs> Howard Hawks. Only Angels Have Wings, Scarface, Bringing Up Baby, and Rio Bravo, which he remade not once, but twice. Ghosts of Mars is a remake of Rio uh. Bravo. Just a really shit one. <laughs> uh, or his best film. I mean, one of the two. But yeah, Ghosts of Mars. Jason Statham is very good in it. Is he ever not good? It's a real question. <laughs> Uh, oh, actually, I watched Expendables 4 on your... Was your was it, who was it? Who, it, was, it was not him. No, he wasn't his recommendation. I thought you Someone said, told me it was the worst film of the year. But someone who's a massive Expendables yes. fan. Yes, right. Yeah, so yeah. I, based on that, I was like, oh, well, I need to watch it. It's... It we it's it's just it's Fantastic. a it's so it, it it is a so bad it's good. Oh, film. that's nice to know. Yeah. You yeah. don't get those very often. No, no. Uh, right then. So back to this. Uh, yes, he's a big Howard Hawks fan. Uh, he wanted to make a huge Howard Hawks style western. Only had a hundred thousand dollars offered to him as funding if he did want to write and direct it himself, which he did. So throws out the western idea, moves the action to the modern day to save money, and starts writing a script called the Anderson Alamo, which he wrote in eight. Days as writers, how does that make you feel? Suspicious. <laughs> it does. I'm sorry. I don't care if he's a genius or whatnot. Process. Suspicious of what? That it's not good. No, <laughs> that's not suspicion. <laughs> that's a statement. If I knew him and he went, I've knocked out this screenplay in eight days and I'm going to film it word for word, I'd say, why don't you take another eight days and just see what comes out? Right. I haven't slept in eight days. Chris? He had a template, though. Yeah, he did. That's fair. It was called Rio Bravo. Yeah. <laughs> and also, which I hadn't realised until watching it this time, and then everyone's written about it, Night of the Living Dead. It is very similar to Night of yeah. the Living Dead in yeah. the second half as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in Carpenter's defence, V, you'll be pleased to hear, he said, uh, the script came together fast. <laughs> Some would say too fast. I do. <laughs> End quote. Uh, so as well as Rio Barro, like you just said, Chris, Night of the Living Dead was an inspiration. Shot in 20 days, Carpenter has since said that this was the most fun he ever had directing a movie. Nice. Mm. Well, he can't. He, all of his friends were working on it to make it on the cheap. He employed all of his mates and got them doing jobs that they weren't quite ready for. So everyone had to sort of do go above and beyond Tommy Lee Wallace talked about this our friend Tommy Lee Wallace yeah. director of Halloween 3 mm. he did art direction on this he did production design on this he did sound effects on it he wasn't experienced in any of those <laughs> um, he edited some of the shooting scenes he'd never edited before and he said that's what led directly to him editing The Fog and Halloween Right. so it was jobs for the boys and girls but he just said it was a really inspiring thing and then watching it once they'd finished it on uh, projected on a wall we can do this that him, is amazing him, isn't him it? and his gang yeah. yeah what an amazing feeling Tommy Lee Wallace I think says he couldn't be, he said <laughs> when I saw some footage I think it was the opening slaughter of the six uh, he said when he first played uh, Carpenter first played him that he was like it looks like a real movie <laughs> just about <laughs> uh, so uh, regarding what I already mentioned that you mentioned V uh, the fact that the police captain uh, says Bishop, he has to look after Precinct 9. Now, that is because Carpenter never called the film Assault on Precinct 13. He originally called it the Anderson Alamo, then he changed it to The Siege. And then the distributor went, I like Assault on Precinct 13. And even though it's got Precinct 9 in it, they wouldn't call it Assault on Precinct 9 because 13 is more ominous, scary. Such a big swing to go, I like Assault on Precinct 13. Like, it's mm. just... And you have to go, all right then, great. Couldn't they have dubbed the number in? Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Just go, 13. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It uh, is a cool title, though, because of the, the way, mm. you know, precinct 13 mm -hmm. is nice. Yeah. Nice to say. Yeah. Sounds stupid, but it works. So, didn't get a great reception when it was released in the US. Critics, filmgoers didn't like it. Um, someone who specifically didn't like it uh, from the Dark Star episode, we talked about him a lot, Dan O'Bannon. Right. Dan O'Bannon 
not a fan. Uh, he attended the Los Angeles premiere. Um, apparently was a bit jealous of Carpenter's success at this point, so he was reluctant to attend, and he said he was disgusted by the film, and he told Carpenter. He said, <laughs> Abandon saw a reflection of the coolness that Carpenter displayed towards him in the film's casual disregard for the humanity of its characters. Reminded him of how easily their friendship has been discarded. A source said. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you the source. Uh, uh, Author Jason Zinnoman. Okay. So it's a real person. Yeah. It's not it's not your tabloid. Our source tells us. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, who needs friends like Dan O'Bannon? Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he finished his uh, comment with, his disdain for human beings would be serviced if he could make a film without people in it. Right. Mm. Aren't you just supposed to say you like the score or something if you didn't like a friend's film? <laughs> yeah. well, you've, think, done, you've done it again. Yeah. That's the thing you're supposed to say. You've oh, done it again. That's nice. Things got a little better when it opened in Cannes in 1977. Um, Carpenter at Cannes. Uh, this is a quote from George A. Romero, who obviously inspired the movie uh, with his Night of the Living Dead. Uh, he said, Carpenter at Cannes wiped us off the face of the earth with Precinct 13. Uh, he was there with his film Martin, which I've not seen. Uh, right from the scene, this is, this is George Romero. Right from the scene where the little girl gets blown away, I was blown away. <laughs> Classic George. Uh, but then things went really crazy for this movie. Do you know who loved this movie? I no. reckon we did. We did! We're we always right. The Brits are always right. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. This is fucking cool, man. Yeah. Hailed as one of the best films at the London Film Festival. Huge success here. And as a result of that, right across Europe. And the man who first picked up the distribution rights in the UK, we talked about it on the Halloween episode, a Michael Myers. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. so yeah. as a little tribute yeah, to him. Yeah, 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 yeah. got it. Carpenter got named it. Got the it. killer. And I was always like... Do you think that's a compliment? But his son says uh, it was a tremendous honour and a lasting memorial to his late father. So, like I said, despite its initially cold reception in the US, it's now gone on to become a what? <laughs> Victoria? The score is great. <laughs> it is a cult classic. Yeah. Uh, people talk about its depiction of urban warfare and a lot of praises heaped on Carpenter as a resourceful director, which I don't think you can disagree with. No, what he does with $100,000. Mm. Yeah, it's mad. It's amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. So, uh, a lot of people call this the best film Carpenter ever made. Well, <laughs> thanks for the hot tip, but we'll make our own minds up as we go through this movie. So, as you mentioned already, Chris, we get this classic Carpenter score. Uh, in part, it has been inspired by both Lalo Schifrin's score to Dirty Harry and Led Zeppelin's The Immigrant Song. Oh, brilliant. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Uh, do you know the bits where it's, it's more softly, like mm -hmm. the, the bits where Lee is staring at Julie's body <laughs> and you're not sure whether she's like, good. <laughs> Or not. Um, that sounds to me like I, I swear I kept listening to it. Porter's head sampled this on Dummy. It's got it a real Porter's head sound to yeah. it. It's great. So that's why I liked it. And we're here. Uh, we're in Anderson, Los Angeles, which we know because it says on screen Anderson, California, a Los Angeles ghetto, Saturday. 3.10am. Get me started. <laughs> well, I ask because you were very annoyed yeah. with what appeared on screen in Season of the Witch, Halloween 3, the yep. one we ran. But Ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about this? Oh, well, I'm expecting it by this point because never let me try and make up my own mind or use any visual cues or clues. Fine, whatever. Jumping ahead a tiny bit, but you can go back. In a minute, we do... I understand we're creating a sense of tension by marking down the time, hmm. but one of the titles is 5.32 in the day. The next one... It's 5.37. Yeah, Are you fucking kidding? I, I noted that down. The scene itself takes four minutes. So you, we understand the, the, that time has elapsed. It's just, what's going on? Do you want? Would you like it if it came on screen? Time has elapsed. Time has passed. You've seen the time pass. You watched the scene. Later in the same day. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, uh, Carpenter had a reason for doing it. He said uh, the day and time titles were used to make the film feel more like a documentary. I get it. I do get it. I just think you can go over the top. Okay. Yeah, 5.37 after, yeah. Uh, so, uh, despite being the scariest place in Los Angeles here, uh, I wanted to give Anderson its fair due. It's a real part of Los Angeles. Do you want a poll from 2022 about crime in Los Angeles now? Sure. Okay, so, uh, how safe do you feel in this area? This is based on violence and property crime. 75% said pretty safe. 
25% said very safe. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, how effective is law enforcement in this area? Uh, so uh, that's 50% the police are very visible and very responsive. 50% the police are visible but somehow respond slowly when needed. It's those coppers in that car. Mm, yes. It's them. <laughs> Not bad. And uh, that poll was based on four votes. <laughs> so, uh, six youth, ga- youth, youth gang members are slaughtered in an alley by faceless police. Uh, so they're gunned down by faceless policemen. We don't see the faces. Uh, this is where the planting of the seed in my head yes. begins about a subplot that doesn't exist, which I will reference every time I thought it was going to come up again. Which mm. is a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, the reason we're not seeing their faces is because we're not meant to know who they are because they are at Precinct 13. And that's why yeah. Bishop is being parachuted in to protect these officers. That's a good read. I didn't get go that far. It's just like, that's what they're avenging. The dad and the daughter got in the way and it confuses the people in the precinct as to why maybe that he the freaked out dad is the reason mm. but the reason is no they do this blood bond thing in the the blood in the bowl in a minute because mm. they're saying we are going to have revenge on app it doesn't even matter what police station it is just a show of force mm. against the police mm. that would make sense yeah i like my read better yeah, yeah, it is. It'll come back as well. I've got more to support as we go through. Uh, so we get some exposition. Um, police commissioner says there's a crisis. The juvenile gang problem is out of control. This is a voiceover, but on $100,000, let's give him a pass. It's on. It's part of a radio announcement, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, so that's it right. makes you do a lot, this film, in terms of listening to the car radio and the yeah. police radio. And there's some in, important I think information. it's a little bit scaremongering for a police chief to say no one will stand a chance yeah, what, in a public address. This is insane. I've got the same thing. I, I, I'm not sure police commissioners They're allowed. <laughs> are, are allowed at a press conference to say, if these people start to work together with these weapons, <laughs> we're in trouble. It's <laughs> yeah. like... And, 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 it's panic-inducing, yeah. What, what are you, police commissioner, planning on doing about this? I'm, I'm, I'm too scared. <laughs> Nothing. I'm letting you know. I'm absolutely terrified. We're doomed. But this is just i mean throughout his career he's not he's not a fan of authority figures mm. this is not a good police commissioner no <laughs> there are not good police people in this there is a there's a couple of good police people in this and yeah. then the rest are shit yeah yeah uh, so uh, let's meet who have the weapons four members of street thunder are cutting sixes into their arms they plan revenge for their six murdered members of street thunder uh, so these are white warlord chicano warlord uh, Black Warlord, and you wouldn't say this anymore, so we'll call it, it's Oriental Warlord in the script, but South Asian Warlord. So, uh, Southeast Asian Warlord. So these are our four Warlords, which explains why when White Warlord gets killed, the other three go after him, because I'm like, he's just a gang member. But they go back and ch- start chasing Lawson, the grieving dad. Yes. Because he's one of, like, these are the four leaders yes. of the gang. I didn't get that initially. So... <laughs> We meet Austin Stoker as Lieutenant Ethan Bishop having a lovely time, whistling away. Uh, He's got a nice house, hasn't he? When he came out of that house, I was like, have you been investigating a crime in that house? I was like, no, it's just yours. Great. I couldn't work out. I I was I thought that. And then I was like, it must be like, it must be condominiums. Like he's a lieutenant in the Uh, Los Angeles police force. He doesn't own the entire complex. Uh, So, as we said... Precinct 9, Division 13, uh, takeover from Captain Gordon. It's the Anderson Precinct where the guys were shot at the start. So they're closing it down. He says, why me? He Mm. he basically, in so many words, asks the question, why am I getting this assignment? And this is where it further sows the seeds of a conspiracy for me. It's like, what has he done wrong? What are they protecting the cops at this precinct? And he's going to be the patsy. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, why is he asking why me? And there are other points in this movie where it alludes to this idea. Like, he, I think we'll come to it. We'll come to it. We'll, well whoever to it. wrote the remake spotted that as well because it's there's much more of a conspiracy going on in the Ethan Hawke version. Yeah, which isn't bad. Which isn't bad. It's not great. It's not bad. Uh, we meet Starker, the prison officer, who I thought was going to be in it more for some reason. Uh, then we meet Darwin Johnson, who plays Napoleon Wilson, a murderer <laughs> on his way to prison. Got a smoke. <laughs> Thank fuck that pays off. That was getting on my nerves. <laughs> yeah, uh, so this is a 
Howard Hawks reference there to all the cigarette gags used in westerns by Hawks. That's why Got a Smoke is in there. Darwin Johnson, who uh, plays Napoleon Wilson, uh, was actually Carpenter's next door neighbour. Nice. Yeah. I think the smoke thing, though, I think he's doing it for two reasons. I think he wants to smoke, but I also feel like he's judging people's reactions. I do too. Yeah, yeah. I think it's. I think it's an interesting because character Bishop trait. Because Bishop says no. Sorry, and mm. like, you're a good person. Yeah, we're going to be friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that your reading of it? Because yeah. I wasn't sure at that point. Because when Bishop says sorry and he does that, I was like, he's either like Bishop's a good guy, that's respectful, that's nice, yeah. or he's like weakness. I can exploit that. Maybe. I wasn't sure. He's a, he's a murderer. I don't know Who why. did he murder? Do we, we find we, out? We never find out. That's his running joke. He's like, I'll tell you when I've got an hour to Ah, uh, yeah. Do you wish he did know, or is it better to not know? I think because I think if he was like, I just walked into a house and killed a family, you're like, <laughs> oh, not as heroic. <laughs> not, he also does that kind of, I think he also does that kind of joker thing, Heath Ledger joker, where he sort of tells backstories about himself and they sort of contradict each other. Right. So I think he's just taking, having a laugh, basically, okay. messing about with people. He's quite Snake Pliskin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a great line here as well where Stark is like, You try anything, I got a guard with a shotgun. You understand me, Wilson? You mumble, but I get the general <laughs> idea. It's great. What yeah. a great little bit of dialogue. Um, so then Wilson does a, a cool cha- chain trick to trip over the warden. Yeah. I, I, I thought he was going to behead him. I was like, <laughs> this is a carpenter movie. I thought he was just going to go, like, and his head was going to fly off. And then I, when it didn't, I was like, well, I guess this movie isn't going to go to extreme places with violence then. So um, uh, let's meet, uh, on, the, on, the, on the subject of extreme violence, let's meet uh, little Kathy and her dad. So Wilson. I was really... It took me a while to get my my head in the game, as we say on this podcast all the time, because when the dad is coaching her to say the things mm. about if you don't I move it was in, ex-wife. I thought it was no. I thought it was worse. Some young woman he was trying to recruit as a nanny that he wanted to sleep with, and I was like, this is so sinister. No, it's actually her nanny, his mum. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 but I mean, like an au pair, like as right. in we've got a spare room, there's nothing funny going on, but okay. there will be. So the, the the ruse here that Carpenter was clearly going for, which was make this family like the nicest thing in the world, didn't, yeah. didn't work. Not on initially, you. no. <laughs> yeah, so uh, he wants the nan- the, his mum to come and live with them, wants his daughter's help to do it. He even says, I want to get her out of this terrible neighbourhood. So he knows this place is bad. Keep an eye on your door. Uh, street Thunder assemble. They're in a car playing with their new weapons. It's just a cool shot of them driving. Just playing with their weapons. There's some brilliant, I don't say this very often, driving mm, in this. There is. When Bishop's driving to work and it's a really long take, I just, I just thought it was very good. Yeah. Uh, so Bishop arrives at Precinct 13 that says Division 14 on the outside. Uh, it was a real police station in the Venice Beach area, which is why it says Division 14 on the outside. And also John Carpenter didn't call the movie Assault on Precinct 13. Uh, he surveys the emptiness around him. Useful. Scene setting, because we're going to see all these places occupied by a lot of gang members shortly and also shows the isolation. And here we are. We're inside. We meet Lee, played by Lottie Zimmer, Laurie Zimmer. Um, so, you wanted to know why Lee was the way she was? Yeah. Hawksy, she's a classic Hawksian woman. Right. Uh, and she named Lee after the Rio Bravo writer, Lee Brackett. And uh, she is, in, in terms of being a Hawksian woman, I don't know what a Hawksian woman is. This is from the interweb. A female who gives as good as she gets. A and female? Is... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Please carry on. <laughs> a prototypical Hawksian woman, <laughs> i.e. a female oh, who, who gives as good as she gets and is both tough and feminine <laughs> at the same time. Oh, I want to go to sleep forever. <laughs> oh, no. that's, a, that's, a, that's my favourite combination. <laughs> oh, a female. Okay. Please. Yeah. Meet Julie, played by Nancy Kyes. Um Hello, Lieutenant. I'm Lee. This is Julie. <laughs> Hello, Julie. <laughs> Sort of the other end of the dialogue spectrum. To... It's just time is money. You're like, we could probably lose that. <laughs> We're only 88 minutes long as it is. We need to keep everything we How are have. You? I'm fine, thank you. Thanks for asking. Nice this... drive. It was a nice drive, actually. Everyone says so. This is Julie. Hello, Julie. <laughs> 
Hello, Lieutenant. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so Liam Bishop have a chat. I, I like the. I like she asked him how he wants his coffee. Black for about thirty years. Yeah. Great. Funny. <laughs> she looks a bit like that's okay. Whatever. <laughs> and that's why she's great. Yeah. Because she's like, you know, I'm not going to laugh at that shit. And he's sort of like, yeah. yeah that's, sorry. Uh, I'm embarrassed. And then he tells this story uh, about how he was five and his father sent him to a police station with a note. Um, and he got locked in a cell. That's a real story borrowed from Alfred Hitchcock. That's a, wow. a real story that happened to Alfred Hitchcock. His dad sent him to a police station with a note. The policeman read the note and locked him in jail for a few minutes, saying, this is what we do to naughty boys. Well, A, it's not. And also, he turned out fine. Yeah. So, Although, apparently, the experience left him with a lifelong fear of policemen. Hatred of women. What? <laughs> 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 Females. Females, sorry. Uh, so again, another, this is, I'm going back to my entire subplot here. Bishop meets the captain of Precinct 13, who seems in a hurry to leave, puts a loaded shotgun in a lockbox. I'm like, this guy likes weapons. He was, he was gun happy. He gunned down those six gang members at the start without giving them a chance to surrender. He's getting his, his, his boss has gone, I'm going to get you out of there. Get mm-hmm. out of there. We're going to leave this guy in there. He can take the fall. I think that's true. Mm. Uh, it's not, it's not in it at all. I think it's true, but it's not in it. So, uh, here we are. Uh, this is the bit I didn't understand. Explain this to me. Bishop says uh, something about why he had to be given this assignment. And the captain says, I think someone wanted to give you something special for your first night out. Mm. And Bishop says, that sure got around fast. What is that about? I have no idea. Great. Okay, good. Put a line through that. <laughs> This is great. This sequence is great. The sniper in the car looking for targets. Ah, oh, it's terrifying. Then the ice cream man. I was waiting for his head to explode at the end of the shot <laughs> as the camera holds on him. And then we're into the perfect storm of hungry child, distracted dad, and an ice cream van being tailed by the Street Thunder gang. This is a good tense scene. Yeah. I, I can feel it. She gets her ice cream. She walks away. You relax. And then she goes back. Hey, I wanted a vanilla twist. <laughs> Fuck! I couldn't believe it. No, neither I could literally, I. I, I, it's, I loved it because it's so, so rare that I've, I was just literally, my mouth open, just going... <laughs> What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> what has just... I, 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 I genuinely, I haven't had that experience for years watching a movie. <laughs> years. That's I, brilliant. I couldn't believe it. No, nor could I. Oh. Oh. I mean, it sort of goes south very quickly where dad comes over, doesn't check her vitals, puts the coat on her and goes, where's the gun? <laughs> I'm just going to leave the body of my kid yep. on the sidewalk and go on a mission of revenge. Yep. No, I'd, I'd want to be avenged rather than covered up. <laughs> So, you would, you would have been three, Vicky, wouldn't also, you? What is a vanilla twist? I was very distracted by that. I imagine it's, I sort of, this is what I imagine, it got raspberry like through it, streaks Like raspberry it. ripple. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think that's what it is. You would want that, in fairness, over vanilla. So I don't know how this works, but uh, the MPAA uh, said, uh, we're going to give you an X rating if that scene's not cut. So Carpenter cut the scene from the copy he gave to the MPAA and then distributed the film with the scene still Love in it. That. Yeah, you That's can do, fantastic you can do that. energy. <laughs> what a player. No repercussions. Uh, of the scene, he says it was pretty, this is Carpenter speaking uh, much, much later, it was pretty horrible at the time. I don't think I'd do it again, but I was young and stupid. Uh, he said that in the 90s. Um, in the 1990s, uh, Mel Gibson described how he loved that scene <laughs> so much. He loved movies that went too far. Uh, he's described in detail in an interview, the ice cream scene, adding that he was sitting stunned in an Australian theatre watching a little girl get shot in the chest and die a bloody death. Fans of Gibson, who mostly had not heard of the film, began seeking it out, and the good worth of mouth turned it into a major success in the video rental market. Okay. Uh, so uh, do you want to know what Kim Richard, who plays Kathy's doing now? She's a real housewife, isn't she's she? She's a real housewife. Is she? Of Beverly she, Hills. She was, she was in Race to Witch Mountain and escaped these big Disney horror films mm. that were around when we were kids, or before we were kids, really. So, yeah, and, and now she's, uh, she's on that. Great. She also did a... F- oh, God. 
Let me check this out. Keep going. <laughs> uh, yeah, so she's at, she was on seasons one to five, and uh, now it's still going, and she now guest stars regularly. What a sweet gig. It's a great gig. Yeah. She, she, so she was in Race, Race to Witch Mountain. She also did a movie called uh, The Blair Witch Mountain Project. <laughs> Is that a porn or is that just a bad <laughs> smash together film? Easy. I have, I have easy <laughs> Kathy Rich, Kim Richards. Kim Richards is a national treasure. In Sorry. Okay. Uh, right. So Lawson, let's get him into the into the uh, the police station. He runs away, kills a gang, he kills the, one of the gang. He kills the white warlord, and then goes. I'll, I'll probably run off on foot now. Right. It's like there's a car. You've got a car. Get away from there. But he, run, he runs off on foot, and. Uh, then the phones, they think they've just been cut off early. The power, they think it's just been cut off early because it was going to be cut off anyway. But no, it's street thunder. Uh, Cheney goes out. He gets gunned down. The gang open fire with a great new weapons and the silencers. Starker's men are killed. Starker's killed. Bishop comes back into the main room and it's a fucking war zone being shot to pieces. I fucking love it. It's cool. It's really good. And it's exactly halfway, which is really good. Mm. Uh, if I was Bishop, I probably wouldn't stick my head out of the window afterwards. Hey, <laughs> they've gone. Uh, but there's no houses nearby. There's no noise from the silencers being used on the weapons. They can't get out the back. They don't have a flare gun for the flares. They can't even open the box with a shotgun in it. <laughs> Julie's freaking out. <laughs> they can't see anyone outside because Bishop says, nothing, not a goddamn thing, which is exactly what Hicks says in Aliens when he can't find the colonists on the tracker. Right. I just can't. I think Cameron likes this movie. I think that line, Bishop, Bishop. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so these are our survivors: Lee, Julie, Lawson, the dad, and prisoners Wilson and Wells, as well as obviously our hero Bishop. So uh, the fact that the gang members are all filmed at a distance uh, sort of gives them, as Carpenter intended, like a faceless zombie horde mm -hmm. effect. And it's mentioned on the re it's it's weird that all these gangs are teaming up with each other from these different cultures. Like it's not normal for every gang to to join up. No. Uh, together as one force, one army with no leader. And it's mentioned on the radio that their sunspots are affecting things. I wonder if he sort of seeded in there that maybe the sunspots are having an effect mm -hmm. on the people. Like in Night of the Living Dead, it suggested that something weird in the atmosphere yeah. or some satellite or some alien satellite or something has caused the zombies in, Ooh, in Romero. Like yeah. There's That's something fun. weird going on because yeah. they've also stopped speaking. That's true. Yeah, love that. Uh, right, on that note, uh, at roughly the halfway point in the movie, we'll take a quick break. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. 
BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, we're back. Let's give Julie her moment in the sun spot. Uh, <laughs> he's the one they want. Why don't we give him to them? <laughs> don't give me that civilised look. <laughs> That's such a weird thing to say. <laughs> and uh, bishops all like, it's my station. We're going to help him. At which point Lee goes, very nice, Lieutenant. <laughs> She's is, such which, a flirt. She's got her eye on both of them, for sure. She's also code for, shut the fuck up, Julie. <laughs> Hello, Julie. Uh Rolling Carzaba's cover. It's all very cool. Like, except why it was highlighted as a study of urban warfare. They're a very tidy gang as well. Mm. Good point. Yeah. Clean up after yourself. Yep. Uh, I like this bit where Bishop tells Lee to get the prisoners out of the cells. Lee can't open the cell and they're getting in the door. It's good. It's tense. Lee facing down that gang member. He's clipped her with a bullet and then beating him up and kicking him in the balls. Love it. <laughs> Lee's fucking great. She is a killing machine, frankly. She is frankly. a wonderful female. <laughs> a wonderful female. Uh, so Napoleon is trying to hold the door to get the cells, to the cells. He's trying to hold it closed. There's gang members are pouring in behind it. I need a gun. Give me a loaded gun. What does Bishop do? Back to his box. Back to his locked box. He's like, but now he's got strength. He rips the fucking <laughs> lock off it. Pulls out gu- guns for everyone. <laughs> Wilson, he looks cool with that shotgun. Uh, it's. Have you ever played the... You've never probably played Call of Duty, the zombies level. I've seen people play it. I've never played it. It's just like this, uh, where zombies are coming in every entrance and then you barricade them up afterwards and then zombies come back again. It's, it's good. It's good. And then they stop coming. And we realise not everyone has made it. Uh, who's dead? Julie. No one's gonna die. Well, Julie's dead. Julie's dead. That's Ju- right. Yeah, sorry, I forgot. Julie's dead for suggesting they hand over a grieving father, and also she was the only one who didn't have a gun. <laughs> uh, also, I don't know. We don't know it wasn't Lee, by the way. <laughs> I mean, she's been activated. <laughs> she's like, I've always hated you. <laughs> Literally, she's she's smart as well, Lee. Yeah, because there's going to be no repercussions. Yeah. You're not you're not going to prison for this. It, you were just defending the station. Yeah. So w- if you've got some enemies, good time to be taking them out. Mm. Uh, so, I, I, do you know what I really love? That 70s Coke machine. Uh, to you. <laughs> I was like, I want one of those. Uh, so, uh, the gang members return the cars, like you said, Chris, very tidy to where they were. So it all looks normal. They park the prison bus again. They clear away the dead. Then the mark, the cholo. Sounds delicious. <laughs> uh, Wells explains that the gang members are not afraid to die. They're going to rip them all apart, live or die. They're low on ammo. But the good news is, Wilson gets his smoke. <laughs> Finally. Yeah. Uh, then we get the squad car with patrolman Baxter and Tramer out on patrol. Doesn't check where the station is because Baxter's just like, oh, well, well, why? Uh, back at the station, they've got a plan where Wilson is going to escape through a manhole and call the police. This is great. Not going to flip a coin. Going to two of the hardest men in the precinct play potatoes. <laughs> yeah, that is brilliant. Like, actually, that's good. Yeah. What are you expecting now? Uh, uh, then uh, Wells comes out the manhole. You think he's going to make it? But there's a bad guy in the back of the car. And uh, Wilson then comes up with the smart move. We're going to hole up in the basement where there's only one way in or out. And then he goes, it's actually two ways in or out. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, Lee has two bullets left. Here's, here's your big moment. She asks Wilson if she should save them for those two of them. He <laughs> says, no, you shoot the first two assholes who come through that vent. She asks why he doesn't escape through the manhole. And he says there are two things a man <laughs> should never run from. First is a man who is helpless and can't run with you. What's the other? And he just looks at her. 
He just looks at her and she knows. She knows it. Is it me? <laughs> she knows what love is right there. <laughs> it's so, it's like the game of like stacking the dialogue. I won't run from you. We've run out of time. I was born out of time. Do you like me or not? I've lost the thread. <laughs> Doesn't need all that. He just fucking looks at her. V. He's just like, what's what? And she, she says, what is the other thing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You get it. She gets it. She gets it. Uh, so, yeah, they're in love. Uh, Bishop's setting up a gas canister to blow everything up if he can hit it. Uh, back in the squad car, Patrolman Baxter and Tramer, they're getting frustrated. But then just as Patrolman Tramer has noticed something funny as they pass the precinct, bang, they found the dead phone guy. Uh, Bishop has a massive sign uh, that they've got now from somewhere and they're hiding behind it. And the gang attacks, fortunately, only with handheld weapons at this point, uh, which was a bit of luck. Uh, Bishop blows them all up. Cops show up. Grieving dad is taken away. A paramedic with no bedside manner, considering Lee has been through a a (laughs) near-death experience. He goes, we've got a stretcher for you, miss. And she looks at Wilson. He goes, miss? How many times? (laughs) She's like... Good dude. <laughs> and uh, that's it. Bishop won't let them put cuffs on Wilson. Because they're friends now. Because they're friends now. And uh, then, obviously, we get the post-credit scene where it's revealed Bishop was a patsy and the conspiracy <laughs> is the officers who used excessive what? force. Pulling down the six gang members are arrested. It's all, it's all done in VO. Right, okay. Uh, and that's your lot. Lovely. It's a fairly a fairly breezy second half to that movie. There's not not a lot going on. Nope. I could have done with a conspiracy theory. Let's do the bits. Uh, Chris, what was your best scene? I like it when the girl gets shot. Mm. V, what's your best scene? Shoot the kids. Yep. <laughs> Kathy's death. Love it. Uh, that is my best scene as well. V, who is or what is your most valuable whatever in this film? I was tempted to give it to the, the scores good, mm. uh, but I'm not going to. Uh, Austin Stoker. I just think he's a ray of sunshine. And when you get through halfway through, you think, oh, if you die, I'll be genuinely sad. Because he just seems, he's just a nice person. When he's driving along, just nothing bothers him. I thought he was lovely. So, yes. He is, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's great. He's great. Um, he was a, a TV actor. Did done a couple of movies. Uh, forgot what they were. But, yeah. Uh, Chris, what is your... Well, I was going to say the music as well, but he obviously nicked it from the Bitmap Brothers. <laughs> so I'm going to go for Darwin Justin, who plays Napoleon. Um, I just think he's a great anti-hero. Uh, we're told he's strange and deathly. We learn that he shoot a, he shot a bunch of men badly, but he, you like him immediately. You do. That's a that's a magic trick. Yeah, agree. Uh, I mean, he's got cool lines and he's got cool things to do, and he is one of you know the prototype anti-hero that would be the lead of a lot of. John Carpenter movies, but this guy does an, an amazing job. I want to hang out with this murderer. Yeah. <laughs> He's this dangerous murderer. I, I want to give. I want to give him a cigarette. Yeah, you would. <laughs> yeah. Gotta smoke. Uh, yeah, he's mine as well. I, I, just, I was like, this guy's great. Yeah, Darwin Justin. Uh, right then. Finally, if you could change anything about this movie, what would you change, Chris? Oh, I forgot to write something here. So, V, do you want a moment? Yeah, go on, V. All right, so I don't think... That. (laughs) I don't think an abandoned police station, although it being without phone and electricity, but you could do that anyway, it makes the most of the premise. So I think you want to use the stuff that's in, maybe an almost empty but semi-functional police station. You want to use all the stuff that's in there to win and not just the geography of the building because what they do is say, oh, there's a basement here, but there's a basement in loads of buildings. I don't think they use the cells that effectively, the cells hold the prisoners and then they don't, but you've got a a lockable space that's not used to uh, its full effectiveness. An interview room with the two-way mirror, you could be using that. An evidence room, which has got tons of stuff in it. Weapon store, a firing range, like a full police station, that's where I want to see the siege, not just a shell of a building that happened to be a police station. I mean, you should have given him more than $100,000. I would have done. Yeah, yeah, I get you. That's good. Chris, you come up with them? Yeah, we need a drunk prisoner sobering up um, 
who's maybe a former gunslinger. And we don't know what side they're and on. And Dean yeah. Martin should play him. <laughs> and then we need a guy who can play guitar and sing a song halfway through the film. Ricky Nelson should play him. I this is so. This is the plot of Rio Bravo. <laughs> um, maybe, I mean, this would undermine what I was saying I liked about the film and that and that fan theory I had. But maybe you need, you need a gang leader, a focal point for them to defeat at the end so we, we know that there's an ending. But I don't know. The Horde thing works really well. So I'll shut up. So, uh, I picked my best scene as Kathy Dime. I want Kathy to live. Aww. I want her to come back it's not at the like end. you. I know it's not like me. Uh, but I, 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 want, I, want, I want my cake and eating it uh, and to eat it because I want to think in that moment. I don't want to take anything away from the experience I had watching it last night. But then I want the added little bit at the end. I don't know how you'd work. Like, they'd go and go, she's really badly injured, but we thought you'd want to see her as soon as you got out of this police station. <laughs> that works. Here she is. That's fine. Um, because I, th- I just think it just makes me sad that that guy has sort of been through the siege and survived but on the far side he's still coming out and his little girl was shot to death yeah so it's i just want a happy ending for lawson and kathy okay um so in my mind she does survive and goes on to be in the real housewives of beverly hills brilliant uh, and every week she trades on that fucking story did i ever tell you the time i was shot <laughs> buying ice cream uh, right that's us done. Did you do a quiz on the plane? No. Right. Uh, I got a question. If you want, sure. Yeah, sure. What What would your desert island band be? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I don't believe that you are defined by your choice of desert island band. So I'll demur on that one. I'm not going to define you. Oh, okay. Just say one. Uh, Altis Reading, not a band, but fine. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Popoli itself. Okay. Or PWEI for short. The Smiths. Spice Girls. No. Perfect. We're on an island. <laughs> Wait, are they there with you or are you just got yeah, the music? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. oh, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> What's the fittest? It's fine. You're with Pobble <laughs> itself. You're with Dead Otis Redding. <laughs> and I'm with, I'm with five girls. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't understand the game. Uh, so uh, that, was, that was a good quiz. Right. Uh, let's look ahead to next week where we begin our Merry Clashmas Christmas countdown as we count down to the second greatest day of the year after Halloween. I have a clue. Uh, does anyone else have a clue? I do, but it's rubbish. Yeah, mine's rubbish too. Well, mine is obviously, mine is obviously rubbish. Shall I we, wonder if ours is just the same. We, shall we all just show each other our clues and see see who's his best? That's mine. Yeah, that was mine. <laughs> <laughs> is it that? Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> That's wow. funny. Team! That's funny. That means there's only one possible clue for this. Uh, how often does that happen? Right. Uh, so your clue for next week's pairing is... Have a super Christmas. <laughs> no, it's actually good. That's yeah. so pleasing. Yeah. Uh, yes, that's your clue. Have a super Christmas. We begin our Christmas countdown next week. So those are Christmas movies. Before then, though, we are back on Thursday talking Green Room and seeing which film will be victorious. Until then, please subscribe on Apple, Spotify, our every pods, and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at ClashPod. Do it now till Thursday. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Clash of the Titles is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.